This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkaski. Dave, good Monday morning. It is definitely a, a better Monday morning than the last few. We're seeing a rally in the stock market today, up over 1,200 points. Uh, obviously, with the intention that we are getting closer to this apex and finally finding a way to battle through this so we could cross the other side of the bridge. Yeah, there's certainly news that goes both ways on that. New York, a uh, couple of days, uh, seems like it's leveled out some. So uh, that's certainly positive news, but we're also hearing very grim reports from the medical experts around. So a lot more questions than answers. Uh, we got to keep our best attitude that we can right now, though. Look, I guess. you know, listening to the coronavirus disaster team that, that Donald Trump has put together, you know, over the last 24 to 48 hours, they're saying, prepare for the worst. You know, this next week to two weeks, we're going to we're going to experience the most loss of life uh, that, you know, throughout our lifetime yeah, that we could expected, ever experience. Right. right? Uh, you know, they're saying anywhere from 100,000 to 240,000 uh, loss of lives. I, I couldn't even imagine that. Right. You know, living in New York, being a part of, of the community in New York City during 9-11 and then hearing 240,000 lives. I mean, it's it's something that's so big, you cannot even imagine the effect that it's going to have in the world and really our future, right? Yeah, there, you know? there really is an aspect of this that's incomprehensible. Um, just the numbers and the, the vulnerability of people who uh, aren't otherwise vulnerable, you know, people who don't seem to have medical issues. So really terrible there. Uh, you know, we're tracking the news, the automotive news uh, quite a bit, um, trying to figure out what's new in the industry, any sort of insights that we can gather. Uh, we're getting a little bit of, of intel from uh, one place or another, uh, kind of moment to moment. Um, some of the most interesting things that we heard this morning, the payment protection plan, um, more confusion with that abounds. We talked on Friday and Thursday. I, I certainly expressed my frustration with the program. Yes, you did. Now it sounds like Wells Fargo <laughs> is uh, really only has 10 billion available to loan with the payment protection or the payroll protection plan, excuse me, and they're going to prioritize certain uh, certain individuals or certain types of businesses. Yeah, from what I hear, obviously Wells Fargo announced this morning that they have 10 billion dollars that they can lend as part of the PPP program. And it's going to go first to their nonprofit organizations and small businesses with less than 50 people. Yeah, so what does that mean for the, the automotive, automotive industry? industry? No, it's not What good. does that mean for the large automotive groups that have, you know, hundreds or thousands of employees that have monster floor plan lines with them and, and large working capital loans and mortgages? Does this mean that they're not going to be able to qualify through Wells Fargo? And now if all their banking is through Wells Fargo... What do they have to do? Go to a lending institution that they have no relationship with? Yeah, I, I, more on this after a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact DCG Capital at DaveCantonGroup.com. Dave, no doubt the question uh, comes up what effect is this going to have on the automotive dealership side of things with a, a large number of employees? It doesn't look good if that's what they've got coming out, that that they're going to limit it to small, really small businesses 
and uh, not, not for profits. And I get it. Look, I do understand there's only a certain amount of capital that each lender that is that is regulated to, to, to work through this SBA program that they're going to be able to lend. Sure, they want but, to maximize the number of people who get you know, access look, to it. Look, we're 72 hours, okay? We're 72 hours away from where everyone was able to submit their applications. And I can only imagine what type of anxiety and pressure was on all of these mega dealers and smaller dealers, for that matter, that were submitting their, app, their PPP applications on Friday. Then you learn to find out only 48 hours later that the lender that you have the greatest relationship with, Wells Fargo, is not going to be there for you in this time of need because their first area that they're going to go through are businesses with less than 50 people. It's just mind boggling to me. You know, I was actually tempted when I was applying on Friday. I, I own my law firm uh, and, and that that obviously is something that would qualify under the uh, payroll protection plan. And I was debating, should I apply to multiple institutions? Should I go with my my main banking institution and then others as well to see who can uh, who has the funds, make sure I don't get pushed in the back of the line? It's a lot of confusion. Andy, I'll tell you what I did, right? So, you know, look, you know this. For years, I've always banked with one very large institution. Sure. I'm not going to mention a name, but I've always been loyal to one large banking institution uh, with, with all of my businesses and investments and companies. And I I went a different route. Okay. I went to a small regional community bank that I have a great relationship with as well. And, you know, luckily a very good friend was uh, friends with people there and was able to get me involved in this. Uh, but I got to tell you, I was in Trader Joe's on Saturday at 11 AM, you know, getting a few things. I tried to go to the store once a week, right? We cap it at once a week to leave the house, um, you know, to get the essentials that we need for, you know, throughout the week. And I get a call from the regional bank asking me questions. Um, and people, you know, it was, it was 24 hours later, you know, you know, getting detail and information that they needed. So that was just absolutely incredible. Yeah, Andy, today we have an, 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 an incredible guest on the show. It's actually Ohio's number one dealer and one of the largest privately held auto groups in the entire country. They sell over 40,000 vehicles annually. We have Ken Ganley coming on from Ganley Automotive Group. You know, you want to talk about a dealer that's vested in his auto group, that's involved day-to-day -day on the front line. You know, he's been in acquisition mode for, for several years now, really doing what it takes to grow his platform. Uh, you know, he he's heavily involved in all the community programs, gives back, um, just an incredible individual. Yeah, these sort of perspectives from large dealers is, is critical right now with the number of people out there who are running a dealership or multiple dealerships even, and they're scratching their heads trying to figure out what, what to do. So the the place that we've got to turn to and looking for leadership has got to be the biggest um, the biggest of them all. And, and this is certainly one of them. So without further ado, let's get them on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have Ken Ganley from Ganley Automotive Group, uh, number one auto group in Ohio and one of the largest privately held auto groups in the entire country. They sell over 40,000 vehicles annually, 42 rooftops. Ken, good afternoon. How are you today? Dave, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. We're thankful for you taking time out of your busy schedule. You know, COVID-19 obviously has changed us all in so many ways. You know, Ken, you know, 
nobody has been as busy in acquisition mode as you. I mean, I know you close on seven or eight rooftops uh, uh, just in the last few years. I know you're always aggressively in acquisition mode. You know, one of the things that I admire about you is your leadership role within your auto group. You know, you are on the front line. You are involved in everything that's going on. You really have your thumb on it. You know, can you, can you tell us, you know, how are you leading your auto group through this crisis? Well, you know, David, it is definitely an unprecedented time. And, and the, you know, the safety of our team members and our customers is our top priority. Um, you know, we are we're taking it very seriously. And and in Ohio, um, we're, we're considered an essential business. So we are open and we are operating. Uh, but but, you know, there are so many rules and guidelines that we have to follow. You know, our, our dealerships are they're just different today. You know, there's there's tape all over the floors. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. We're, we're cleaning constantly. And, um, you know, I, I mean, is business important? Of course it is. And, and the economy is important. But first and foremost, we got to make sure that that our employees and our and our customers are safe and in a good, clean environment. Talk to us about leadership within the organization. Is there, is there, are there particular people that that are sticking out with their leadership roles? Are there, and you don't have to mention names, but I'm sure within all your stores, is there people that are just taking, taking this leadership role within these dealerships? To great really initiatives, just, great ideas, people who are really standing out. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, as you can imagine with 3000 employees, I've got a lot of personalities and, um, uh, and some of the some of the ones that really stick out to me are are the you know the the people that are saying you know throughout all of this I'm gonna I'm gonna show up every day I'm gonna really grind it out I'm gonna do everything I can to make my dealership successful through this um, and and I've I've got a handful that are you know that are still really performing at a super high level even throughout all of this so. You know, it's 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 fun to watch, you know, young people in the business growing. And, uh, you know, I constantly look to promote from within. And, um, you know, it's just it's nice to see them be successful, even though we're going through all of this craziness. Ken, that, that's great that you've got people who are so motivated. I certainly see them every day. Um, that That's excellent to hear. You know, I want to talk a little bit more nuts and bolts here. Uh, when it comes down to the the damage that, that you're suffering as a result of this, when we start talking dollars and cents, what sort of efforts are you taking to mitigate the harm from the shutdown? And what do you think about the immediate future? What sort of predictions sure. do you have? So, you know, we're getting very lean company-wide. You know, we're, we're going store by store and, and we're, we're doing what all car dealers are doing. You know, we're, we're looking at every dollar of expense. And I've got to tell you, our vendors have been really helpful. You know, the, the vendors have, have come to us and said, listen, this is what we're going to do for the next 60, 90, 120 days. And, and also our lenders, you know, the, you know, keep, keep in mind guys in 08 and 09, the banks were, were, were dying, right? Well, now the banks are loaded with cash. So the, the banks are helping on top of the lenders. So, you know, you're seeing, um, you know, mortgage deferrals on payments and, 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 you know, they're, they're being very creative and very helpful. So I really believe 
that throughout this next 30, 60 days, you know, in, in April, are, are we going to take a little bit of a, a punch on the chin? You know, it, it's going to be a little bit tough, but I got to tell you, I believe in May business starts really roaring back. And, and I, I think there's going to be a ton of pent up demand that, that we're going to be dealing with. I, I mean, people need their cars, right? Speaking of roaring back, you know, look, Ray LaHood, the U.S. Transportation Secretary in 09, oversaw the Cash for Clunker program. Well, now we hear that, you know, Ford Motor Company's executives suggested a sequel to the program, and Ray LaHood said, this is a great idea. What's your take on creating a sequel to the Cash for Clunker program post-coronavirus? Well, I think it would be an awesome idea. You know, I, I remember cash for clunkers like it was yesterday. and uh, It really drove business. I remember our biggest concern back then was, you know, are we really going to get paid from the government? I mean, will this will this money really get to us? And, <laughs> and it was awesome. And, you know, we exploded and it took us right out of that recession and, and business just took off. So, you know, if, if we could do that again, I'm all for it. You know, I was uh, looking, Ken, uh, across the internet at a lot of news articles that that you've been cited in, and you take a uh, kind of a repeated attitude towards the acquisition of of new uh, new businesses, of of new dealerships uh, in your area and beyond. Now that right. we're looking at this uh, at this situation with dealerships who may not be as well capitalized as you, do you see this as something over the next few months, even over the next year or two? that is going to shift the acquisition market, are you going to be in a, in a buying attitude with dealerships that might be struggling? Absolutely. You know, it, it um, I, I think unfortunately for dealers that are undercapitalized, this, this could be a very tough time for them. Um, but uh, um, we will, I, I'll, I'll be very focused on continuing our aggressive strategy. Um, you know, we uh, we've done a ton of growth over these last, five, six, seven years. And, um, we, we will, we will not stop. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I like to say I'm not a real good looker. I mean, when I look at something, I, I usually dive in and try to try to get the deal done. So I, I'm sure we will continue to, to, to grow. Ken, obviously, you know, you know we, we talk about the 08, nine recession based upon, and we, and we, and we, and we keep comparing it to, to the coronavirus and the situation of where we are today. That's a tough comparison. You know, it, it, it's, it's so much different because in 08 and 09, like you just referenced, the banks had no money. They couldn't support you. They weren't calling you and saying, we're going to give you a 90 day deferral. We're going to stop interest on floor plan. You know, they weren't, they weren't helping the vendors, you know, today, or only a few weeks ago, some of these large banking banking institutions announced they have more liquidity on their balance sheet than ever before. And it, you know the difference today is versus 08, 09, people were still going to dinner in 08, 09. People were still buying cars in 08 and 09. People were still able to go out in 08 or 09. Today, banks have money, but nobody's going out, right? <laughs> and obviously, obviously, that's a drastic change between these two situations. You know, one of the things that we're talking about is this is this surge of selling cars post COVID-19, you know, 
we believe, and we're hearing from a lot of very large dealers like yourself, that there's an opportunity that even without a cash for clunker program, that you know that the show that 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 the industry, the people are still going to be in need of cars. All the leases that are being expired, all the people that obviously are going to be in need of a new vehicle, or that just don't want to use public or mass transportation moving forward. You know, I think everyone's going to be a little skittish about getting on a, a bus or a train or a subway moving forward, and are going to want to drive themselves. Do you believe that, you know, post, you know, post Corona that you're going to see a huge surge in sales in your showrooms? I have no doubt about it. I, uh, you know, I may not know if it's going to be May, June, July, or August, but I do know one thing it is coming. And I, I will guarantee every car dealer out there that, that it's going to come back and, and we are going to be extremely busy. And, and like all things, this too shall pass, you know, uh, um, you know, tough times don't last, right? But but tough car dealers sure do. Yeah, we, we've been saying that a lot here, and it's an attitude that, that you've got to keep in order to keep uh, looking forward. You know, as you uh, start to kind of look at the at your to- total portfolio and its performance, are you seeing some stores in some areas keeping their performance up for one reason or another? You know, I, I am seeing a, um, a number of stores who, who have really not shown, you know, much of a dip. Um, you know, I, I, uh, can you identify what that factor is? Do you, do you have, do you kind of have any of the magic, the X factor? You know what it is, guys, it's the people in the building and it's the leadership in the building. That's the difference. It's, it's the way it's the mindset of those stores compared to maybe a mindset of, oh God, the world's ending. You know, you, you gotta be positive and, and, you know, you, you can't curl up in the corner and, and, you know, worry so much about this that you stop doing business. Um, but I'll tell you this, those stores that are performing great leaders, great people, and they show up motivated every day. Ladies and gentlemen, the words from Ken Ganley and Ken, we hear that all the time. Leadership and just being positive and, and people, right? So, you know, every business is only as good as its people. And there's so That's many right. people out there that need the proper leadership behind them to, to give them a boost of encouragement. You know, you said it best, this too shall pass. Ken, give us your advice. Give us your words of encouragement for all the dealers out there that might not be as positive as you and might not, you know, think that this is going to pass as you say. Give us a boost of encouragement. You know, I, I would tell any dealer, don't panic. Don't, you, you know, this, this is going to, it's going to, it's come and it's going to go dig your heels in. And it may not, it may not be a pleasant 30, 60, 90 days, but it's going to go away. Business is going to come back. And, and like I said earlier, the difference is now lenders are on dealer's side. They're going to help us get through this. And, um, you know, there, there are going to be some really great days ahead. You just got to get through it. Ken, we cannot thank you enough for coming on to the show today. You have been an inspiration for us all. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Ganley from Ganley Automotive Group. Ken, you do a fantastic job, but I just want to personally thank you again for all the, the giving that you give back to the community. You know, that goes so far. There's so many people that you help on an annual basis, and that means so much to the automotive industry and to the communities of where you operate within. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Ganley from Ganley Automotive Group. Have a fantastic day, Ken. Stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care. What an unbelievable interview. You know, it's really inspirational to hear from Ken the 
optimistic outlook on the future of the automotive sales industry, but it's not just from him. I mean, we've had on a handful of very large uh, dealer principals, and they all are saying the same thing. They're all very optimistic. What's most interesting, Andy, though, is Ken. Ken Ganley's got 42 stores. You think about it. That's a lot to operate. That's but right. you listen to his voice and you listen to his level of encouragement, just his motivation, right? He has, he does $2 billion a year in, in revenue, over $2 billion, right? Motivation. Sells 40,000 cars annually. Can be. But you know what? He would do that regardless because of him, because of who he is. He is a natural leader. You know, as he said before, you know, you, you, you can't panic in these times. You really have to dig your heels in and you have to be confident and you must let everyone around you hear, see, and feel that level of confidence that you're doing every day, that you're I, experiencing I feel every better day. after listening to it. I certainly do. I mean, and, and just not just him as a leader saying this, we've heard this from people after people, person after person. Absolutely. I mean, this is very important to understand. We have major uh, players in our industry saying that it will come around. You know what though, Andy, you lead from the top. You lead by example. All of his general managers within all his stores are hearing and seeing a leader as positive as Ken, and they're taking that back to their showrooms and their service facilities. And that's why they're able to do what they're doing today. Ladies and gentlemen, stay healthy, stay safe. Have a great day. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.